This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we react to all the geeky goodness from DC fandom. Geek boner. We got trailers for Wonder Woman 84, Zack Snyder's Justice League, and The Batman. James Gunn reveals the Suicide Squad characters and a whole bunch more. Plus a review of season two of the Umbrella Academy on Netflix. All that in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, August 27th, 2020. Hey, this is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Remember, Batman's got your back. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock and Nerd. Be funny. Disturb it. Hello, what's up, listener? How's it going? Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we geek out about comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. And he's the Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? Good Earth to you. Good Earth to you, Imran. How's it going? How's it going, Anthony? I'm all right. How's everyone this week? It's uh, it's 2020, so that's a, that question is it's still 2020. Yeah, question is irrelevant. We got the RNC going on right now, right? We had the DNC last week. Yeah, and we Fun had another. <laughs> we had another social thing happen. See, this is why I am glad. And, uh, yeah, I follow sports, and yes. there was a lot of protests. So, yes, yeah, another. Uh, just another week in 2020. Another yeah. wonderful tw- uh-huh. double hurricanes. I'm waiting for the alien squid to land in New York. <laughs> Wildfires. Every, the half of the country's on the man fire. With the big blue dick to save us. Doctor Manhattan needs to come, yeah. and, which is why I'm so happy to be doing this because everyone needs a break from the madness, and this is my break from the madness. And boy, you guys, we have a shit ton of actual fun, geeky stuff Geek to talk about. So let's get into it. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Oh, they did it. DC did it. They put out a virtual event last weekend called DC Fandom. Uh, 24 hour uh, uh, virtual panels. We're going to talk about all the trailers, the movie news, the comic book news, video game trailers. Did you guys watch any of this while it was happening? So my first no. question. No, you motherfucker. I don't know. I just watched the trailers the next day. Anthony, did you catch any of the panels? No. No, no. not at all. No. We're not interested? No, I just, I, yeah, well, I guess I wasn't, not that I wasn't interested, but it just wasn't on my radar at the time that it was happening. I was way too busy. <laughs> okay. Well, I was excited that morning when it happened. I knew it was happening. Uh, Variety is reporting this was kind of a big hit for DC. Uh, it did the Hall of Heroes event generated 22 million views across 220 countries during its 24 hour run. Oh shit. Uh, the trailers generating upwards of 150 million views since the weekend. So it was 24 hours, but what it really was was 12 hours of programmed pre recorded panels and content and then an encore presentation, right? Of the whole thing. And I gotta tell you, holy shit. Geek I, I really enjoyed this. The production 
was slick. This virtual environment was designed by Jim Lee, the Hall of Heroes. So they were standing on a Jim Lee creation, the international flair with hosts from around the world. And it was a lot better than San Diego Comic-Con, first of all. Uh, and it, it, they, it made me like love DC and, and like want to read Batman again. And I got super excited. So I gave him a, this is my, my, my score. Geek boner. Yeah. I think they pulled it off. Marvel needs to do something like this. It was a lot of fun. Well, yeah, I uh, watched the trailers that came out and I was like, whoa, I'm actually excited about some things. So uh, people are still talking about it right now. Uh, if you go on to Twitters, people are still talking about the Batman trailer and all the other stuff. So it, they had an impact, I believe. Yeah, I was going to say that um, it feels like for the first time in, in a while, with the with COVID and people not things not going on and the fact that DC kind of had all this stuff in the holster, it feels like for the first time in a while they actually have some momentum. Yeah, which is odd to say I because know. they've just been so shitty and so discombobulated, and, and not everything is perfect. But yeah. it feels like with all the new stuff that they put out, it finally feels like there there's some excitement. I can tell you, I was really impressed and it gave me so much geek boner. You know, you, the whole thing, well, as we get into it, you'll notice they're really leaning into this multiverse of theirs and making it fun. And I think this event is smart. There's going to be another one in September. So they split it over two days because they had so much fucking programming. That's going to be all TV and comics. They did a little bit of TV stuff. But you got to imagine this costs way less than going to San Diego Comic-Con than going to big conventions. And uh, the whole world was watching all at once. I fucking loved it. So let's roll into the big movie news. We'll start with the movie stuff and the trailers uh, kind of in the order that they were scheduled, starting with Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, this movie is coming out next, uh, this October, next October. I don't even know if these movies are going to come out. Things are coming up. Uh, but they, uh, we got a new trailer and you got to see a lot of stuff. Anthony, what did you think of this Patty Jenkins Gal Gadot? I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. Um, I think the, the movie is really riding on the fact of Kristen Wiig, right? Yeah. In my opinion. Cheetah. Like, Cheetah is a very interesting villain to choose. In, in, we saw glimpses of her in different costumes. I mean, that that could either, you know, DC's casting with villains has been pretty hit or miss. Yeah. Jesse Eisenberg being the, the one I think of right off the bat. They've really screwed the pooch sometimes yep. on these yep, castings. Yep, yep. And when you have a woman that plays a feline and you're getting into cats territory, it could be, it's risky. So I, I'm not 100% sold on Kristen Wiig nor the design of Cheetah, and it's it's tough to pull off, obviously. Um, but it looks all right. I'll, I'll just, I'll hold my, my I, won't, I won't trash it, but it, it just, we need, to, we need to wait and see. Well, that was the big reveal I was waiting for. They showed us Cheetah in full furry CGI rugs. Is it drifting into live-action Cats musical movie territory? Well, not really. I mean, in a way it is, but like, it, first of all, Cheetah doesn't look anything like Kristen Wiig. Like the, the, the yes, CG yeah, one. Yeah, it looks like a, it could be anybody. Yeah, it, so that's weird. Yeah. And uh, maybe that that's an interesting choice. Her face like, doesn't look like Kristen Wiig, you're right. Yeah. It's interesting. At all. Yeah. Um, I don't think that the color choice is very good because it's like very drab. 
Well, they're showing us the scenes they show us are these dark night scenes too, and it is all colorless. Yeah, but it still it still feels like devoid of color when you have the rest of the trailer. Yeah, uh, really all bright. like really bright yeah. and uh, and saturated. Then like you get this the main villain reveal like at, at full final form, you know, Super Saiyan. Yeah, and uh, he, she's like kind of like dull. Um, She's got a tail, though. She has a tail. She has a tail. Yes, she's Um, climbing walls and shit. This trailer to me seems like it could be a decent film, but I'm not like blown away by anything. I'm still kind of very trepidatious about this film. I will agree the trailer maybe didn't give me the biggest. I like seeing more details. Like I like seeing we're going to see more of uh, Diana as a kid on the island those flashbacks like riding the lightning is great the riding the lightning is great they kind of explain how steve comes back and 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 barbara gets the powers so that's the one thing i thought is interesting in cheetah it seems personal where she has that line where she's like you always got whatever you wanted now it's my turn well i think that she works with diana yeah and she's probably and jealous she's like uh yeah she works with uh, diana in like the museum or whatever she does that they do with the uh, relics yes but at this to this point wonder woman has fought uh doomsday Ares, a god with a handlebar mustache and now is this a uh, formidable foe i don't know it's a classic yeah, i feel villain. like it's a downgrade it is it's a major downgrade that's why i think but- it's going to be a personal a personal thing um i love the spinny rope bullet defense move that's fun she's spinning the rope nah, that's yeah. cool right and Steve is a fish out of water now. He has the funny line about, does everybody parachute now? What's going on? Why do I have to wear parachute pants? <laughs> well, that and the radar. <laughs> oh, yes. He's like, I cannot maneuver these guys. Like, and she goes something along the lines of, well, I didn't tell I you have radar. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so, I mean, that'll be fun to watch him figure out what garbage cans are and what a video game is. I don't know. Like, you know, those, those fun 80s moments. But I'm, you know, overall, the movie looks like what I thought it was going to be. It looks energetic but this trailer it's just like it's okay it's good yeah it's, it's okay it, the the setting is it's there's nothing really bad to say about it no yeah it's, it's just nothing really great either it's, it's kind of washington like it's, dc well, yeah. yeah maxwell lord and gives everyone their wish and uh that's what everybody wishes and it's gonna cause some problems 1984 wonder what the significance is i don't know i don't know we'll see but she's been living since uh since the last movie so uh listener let us know what you think you, a lot of our listeners have if you want to join the conversation vi- join our facebook group it's called jock and nerd nation uh and it's an exclusive group just for our listeners rugs we made some updates to the group this week did we not yeah I, explain I, I wanted to i wanted to open the doors because uh Wide we're open. keeping it really really tight and exclusive and i was like oh hey, well what if you want to invite your friends and so you, uh, we told the people uh, who are in the, the nation right now, go ahead, invite your friends. You can get in. All you got to do is agree to our terms, which is like not to be a dickhead. And you're in. And that's check it. out the show. And we took the questions out so you don't have to prove you listen to the show. I've, you know, that's a kind of a barrier for a lot of people before they don't know what they're getting into. But yeah, Rugs, you put that out there and people invited their friends. So I want to say welcome new Facebook Jock and Nerd Nation members, Phil Huggins. Stephen Charles Altmeyers and Joe Lyko, nerd. all friends of my brother from another mother, uh, Joe Henry, my vitiligo brother. Nerd. Thanks for inviting him. Uh, yeah, and we were hoping like every single time we do a show, we have more people to welcome every time that we uh, you log in and you listen. So, 
Hopefully, this will be a good change. Also, happy birthday to a very important person in the Jock and Nerd Nation, Lisa Morrison. (laughs) Hope you had a great birthday this week, Lisa. We are the same age, but you would never guess by looking at the both of us. Oh, yeah. I look like I'm 85 years old. You could be her dad. (laughs) Yes, I look like her father. I'm like, actually, we're the same age, sir. Relax. Uh, no, but she looks a lot better than I do at this age. Lisa, you make it look good. Uh, moving on, you guys, there was a quick flash panel about the movie. It was a flash. It was a flash. They did not talk about Ezra Miller choking out a girl. It was not discussed, unfortunately. Uh, but they, the director, Andrew Machete, they're making this flashpoint movie. First of all, remember the day before fandom happened, Vanity Fair reported Ben Affleck will return as Batman in the Flash. Oh, shit. Comments on that, Anthony? Well, I mean, it's clear that DC's whole philosophy now is just make whatever movie you want. Um, as far as Batman returning in the Flash, I mean, it's not... It'll be a little confusing, I guess. But overall, I don't think it's the worst. I mean, he wasn't the problem with these movies. He wasn't. So I, don't have a, I don't have an issue with Batman, with B- Batfleck returning in... They already they've already been in a movie together, yeah. so yeah, it kind of makes sense. I never thought I would see him put the suit back on, but so clearly they're doing Flashpoint because they put out this piece of concept art, and I'll have it in the show notes, and it'll be the artwork on your uh, Apple or your podcatcher right now, listener. It's uh, Ezra Miller in like a new Flash suit, and there's a Batman behind him. But if you look closely, the silhouette that is clearly Michael Keaton, 1989 Batman. Oh shit, so this is going to be a multiverse movie. So is it's going to be Affleck and Keaton as multiple Batmans in Flashpoint? What the fuck? This is crazy. Well, um, I don't think that the new new Batman, the 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 Pattinson Batman, Pattinson, Pattinson is be, in his own multi different yeah, multiverse. For some reason, they're doing a crossover with the two Batman, like kind of crossing each other's path. It's going to be like a one one off scene. I think. I don't think it's going to be integral to the whole film i i I don't think that they're going to be in a huge part of the movie i don't this got me it's just gonna be a cameo dude anthony this fucking concept art got me excited because i was like holy shit michael keaton's batman ezra miller does this do anything for you um yeah you know i mean I, i i i like that they're trying to explain how they have all these different batmans by just saying it's a multiverse which is well within what dc does in their comics yeah yeah, I mean, it, it'd be it'd be kind of fun to see Michael Keaton as an old motherfucker in a, in the movie again. That'd be awesome. There's so many. I, I'd rather see that old ass Robin though. That that Dick, from Dick the, Ward, <laughs> Burt Ward, yeah, Burt, Burt, Ward. Burt Ward, Dick Grayson. I want to see Burt Ward's Dick. <laughs> Burt Ward's yeah. Dick. Dick Grayson. Yeah. It's a good band. I name. mean, they've already established in the Berlanti verse, the Arrowverse. Um, yeah. This Flash. Yep. So they've already, you know, they they're already laying the groundwork for the multiverse and all that, and they've they've done it in that. TV series, so yeah, I guess you know Michael Keaton returning to the the returning to the Batman role would be kind of exciting. That's fun. I mean, yeah, this could make uh, the DCU unique. Yeah, it could, it could make it a step apart from Marvel, where Marvel's doing a shared universe and they're doing a shared multiverse. Yep, yep. And uh, even though that they got off to a really bad start with that, now they have this kind of like mm. back door, yeah, that they can use to fucking that's hot. Geek- Back door. Yeah. So. 
I look. There's so many Batman's, and we're get, we're getting. Are you even sick of Batman, Imran? I don't know. There's a lot. This is a lot of Batman stuff coming out happening that they announced. Uh, but it's all pretty pretty exciting. Moving on, let's get to another big exciting reveal. James Gunn's su- The Suicide Squad finally reveals his whole cast, and they put out a video. Uh, with some behind the scenes footage of him shooting it. Uh, what do you want to get into here? Let's go over the, cl- the, the cast. Here is who is in this. This cast is insane. Idris Alba playing Bloodsport. Margot Robbie, of course, playing Harley Quinn. John Cena is pacemaker. Viola Davis, Amanda Waller. Jai Courtney returning Captain Boomerang. Joel Kinnaman returning as Rick Flagg. David Dusmalchian is Polka Dot Man. Danielle Melchior is Rat Catcher 2. Steve A.G. will be vo- mocapping King Shark. Sean Gunn, James Gunn's brother, playing Weasel. Flula Borg playing Javelin. Nathan Fillion playing someone called TDK. Peter Capaldi, a Doctor Who, uh, playing The Thinker. Pete Davidson, who we just watched this movie, playing someone called Blackguard. Alice Braga is playing Saul Soria. Mailing Ng as Mongol. Michael Rooker as Savant. Storm Reed as Tyla whose blood sports daughter, Jennifer Holland, is Amelia Hardcourt, and Juan Diego Bato as Luna. Holy oh, shit. shit. I don't know who any of these people are. I don't care about any of these people. <laughs> Maybe King Shark. That's about it. Anthony, is this like, <laughs> but remember Guardians of the Galaxy? We didn't know who those fuckers were. He's working with a huge cast. Half of them are probably going to die in this movie. Yeah. Uh, do you think he can pull this off with these crazy fucking characters? I do. I think James Gunn is actually very well suited to do this, obviously, with Guardians of the Galaxy. Suicide Squad's whole gimmick is that there's a bunch of people that you don't know that get offed. Yeah. And it's just all these dysfunctional people that have really weird personalities. So I think he can pull this off. Also, you know, we're going to review a show later, but this is kind of the the era of weird team up yep. superhero dysfunctional things. family have, team superhero teams. yeah you have umbrella academy mm-hmm. of suicide doom squad patrol. guardians doom patrol the boys yep. the boys so this is this is that era and i think john cena for me just looks <laughs> like a, a ridiculous version of captain america <laughs> well, he says in the behind the scenes he's like oh he's like a douchey captain america got it i'm all on it we're looking watching that footage you guys what did you think that got me also geek Geek-o-ner. this movie looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun he says it's the biggest movie he's ever made it looks amazing already well i feel like getting this out of the way is like as i said nobody cares about these characters exactly. so you can do whatever you want yeah. with them I think that's what the way that James Gunn likes to play because he likes to just be able to do whatever he wants and not worry about uh, continuity or or tradition or whatever. So he's got carte blanche basically with all these characters. So he can fucking make it as stupid as he wants and it's not really going to piss anybody off. However, you uh, notice he's embracing these old school costumes from the 70s Suicide Squad run, like the Polka Dot Man's costume, the Peacemaker costume. A lot of these are right out of the comic. I don't know if it's going to look ridiculous or he's going to make it work. I think it's ridiculous by design. Yeah, it kind of is. What did you think of King Shark? We got a good look at King Shark in this. He's just he's a big shark. It looks like a shark. Yeah. That's what these should look like. So many versions of King Shark now out there. I also love when the guys, the producer is like, this is a 70s war movie with James Gunn's characters and comedy. Um, I think Weasel is either going to steal the show or he's dead first. Sean Gunn's character. But it looks intense. Who dies first? Who do you think dies first? Oh, um. Oh, man. 
It's the person that you least expect. I think that Pete, uh, Davidson? Pete Davidson's yes. going to die Pete first. Davidson as the as a blackguard. Or Flula. Flula Borges Javelin. There's He's juggling a lot of people here. I think Polka Dot Man's going to be like the, the clutch guy in the movie. I mean, Ratcatcher look cool. Some of these guys look kind of cool. Anthony, who's your vote, vote to die first? Uh... I don't know. <laughs> I feel like Davidson, one of the yeah. I think one of the worst looking characters is Michael Rooker's. Is yeah, his savant with that white hair. He looks kind of crazy. He looks very bad. So I found out something about Nathan Fillion's character. Uh, it's a new character. It's just titled TDK, right? But people have dug and they found out that TDK stands for the detachable kid and that possibly it is a uh, a tribute, a new version of the classic arm fallout boy. The one of the best, stupidest names characters with the craziest powers. So Nathan Fillion may be like pulling his arms off and beating people with them. So arm fallout boy. Arm fallout boy. Maybe when it's a new. Well, he's got like, if you look at this logo, yes, it's his, two chopped off yes, arms. His hands are floating and TDK people are saying stands for the detachable kid. Will he whip out his penis and throw it at someone? Oh, shit. That would be amazing. So if you – he basically can rip his arm off and beat people. And beat you with – that's what Arm Fallout Boy's power was. He'd pop his arm off and just beat you down and then pop it back on. Very useful. He, that is um, hilarious, and they're probably going to use that it's certain, it's, to a crazy ah, degree. This is going great. This is what, uh, you know, with <laughs> Matter Eating Lad, this is what DC gives you uh, when you go back. You can see yeah. uh, that – DC's characters are very lame. Yes. Okay, let's yeah. move on to another highly anticipated thing everyone was looking forward to. Zack Snyder's director's cut of the Justice League panel. Zack was there. Uh, these panels are great, by the way. The Wonder Woman, the whole cast was there, and Linda Carter was there, and Venus Williams popped in, and they played games, and uh, all the panels had had the celebrities, and it just fucking it looked great. So Zach was there, and he's talking about uh, he's talking to his fans, and some of the people who got this movement started showing up. He clearly has an army of fans out there, you guys. You guess you know this. I bet I was like, it's the Snyderverse fans. Yes, dude, he's got a huge like behind him. Uh, pushing for him. So he finally revealed the teaser for the official director's cut of Justice League. It will be shown in four one hour parts on HBO Max sometime probably late a year from now, I imagine. And you guys, this was all new footage, obviously. Mostly, yeah. you know, stuff that he he didn't finish, stuff that we that got cut, set to the tune of Leonard Cohen's. Hallelujah. Again, Zach. He uses it again, yeah. Yes. But so here's the thing. In Watchmen, he used Hallelujah. But I believe uh, someone on Twitter pointed out that Alan Moore actually wrote in the song in the book Watchmen. Like it, it was meant to be in the book as the soundtrack. But here he's using it. And I just, is the message Hallelujah, the Snyder Cut is now here? Oh, is shit. That, is that what? Of course. Yeah, what I mean, it's, it's so obvious. Okay. Yeah. It's a little on the nose, Zack Snyder, which is. What he does. Oh, that's what he does. That's what he does. Uh, what did you guys think of kind of the new stuff and what we're going to see in this? Well, without uh, with saying that Hallelujah was like a bad choice, yeah. it was. Yeah. That was like the worst thing about the whole yeah. presentation. I actually liked the new footage. It was nice to see Superman without a weird mustache thing Absolutely. going on. And uh, I really liked the way that the uh, new Steppenwolf looks. Steppenwolf looks better. He's spikier. I don't like, I don't like Darkseid. 
Well, that f- the first shot you see, I, I is that Darkseid or it's it, it's o- him, but it's, it's young- not without the yeah. He's he's named Uxess. something else. Uxess. Uxess, he's yeah. like younger Darkseid, right? Still doesn't Actually, look I right. Think that hooded character, I think, is also <laughs> that hooded character is the Sod. It was a, oh, is a is new it? god. So we're gonna see a lot of different new gods. Apparently, hmm. that's the Sod. That's not Steppenwolf. But oh, I thought that was Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf okay, what do you think, Anthony, of all this hubbub? I mean, it definitely looks like there's a lot of stuff that was in the movie that he intended to put yeah. that didn't make it. So in that sense, you know, it looked good. It looks like legitimately his movie. As we all know, I'm not a big fan of the direction nope. he's gonna, he was taking everything. So I don't think I'm I'm taking I'm taking uh, going out on a limb here and saying I might not like this movie. But again, glad to see his his vision potentially coming to life. Um, overall, though, I mean. I'm, I see why people are excited. Um, I'm glad to see what he had in store. He definitely loves to stick his foot in his mouth, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, the hallelujah. You know, it's, it's, really? He's, hallelujah, he's, he's, Zach, he, Really? He, he really just thinks his shit doesn't stink at yeah, times. A, yeah. And then, and then his comment that came out in the media afterwards where he was he goes, this movie's for this grown-ups. This is for grown-ups. What? And it's like, Lame. Really? He always tends to like say things, and I'm just like, just shut up! Dude. Just, just put out. You, you, you're such a douche about things, and you, and you literally are like just sniffing your own shit. Like at if this point. it was James Cameron, I would be like, all right, he knows what the fuck he's talking about. But this is this is Zack Snyder. Yeah, he yeah. he he doesn't always bat a thousand. He he he's not even a lot. close to a thousand. Like uh, he's yet to put out a fully uh, one he, full. He, and he's he's got to be fully aware. I mean, he made a lot of weird comments after Batman vs Superman, yeah. but he's got to be aware. Although a lot of people were clamoring for this, a lot of people didn't like where he was going with right. this. So to just be and, like, yeah. "Well, if you don't like this, you're a kid." Yeah. It's just like, dude, shut let up! The like, adults, let the adults enjoy this. So look, you saw, you see Superman return in the black costume. You see Iris West. Uh, you see Flash save her. You see a little bit of the Speed Force. Uh, it is confirmed that you're going to see Superman revisit. They're going to revisit his death, the moment of his death in. Batman versus Superman, where he died at Doomsday. We're going to see Superman die again because, of course, Zack Snyder hates Superman. So why wouldn't he show him dying again? Uh, I did think Batman blocking the the blast from the parademon with his gauntlet. That was kind of badass. So I just got to I'll throw in real yeah. quick. I, I kind of have an idea yeah. from watching a screen crush video of where this is going. Yeah. So the you know, that flashback scene with the flash. Yes, the flashpoint scene. They they revisit that in the so trailer. So that's what that's what I thought and, that was going to happen. Yeah, and what's what I think is going to happen is they're going to be fighting these guys and they're going to lose because Superman, you know how she goes or Flash goes Lois is the right. key. Lois is going to die. Oh. And that's going to turn Superman evil. And with Superman's help, they're going to fuck up the world. And then they're going to have to send Flash back in time, and then they're going to have a second chance to redo us. So I think that second episode will be them like the, the world, the world in the future completely fucked up with that like Batman in a trench coat. In the future and, nightmare scene, yeah, where the right. Justice that nightmare scene is going to play out in real Ooh, life. I've ca- and then I kind of want to see that. Holy shit, back. geek boner. Okay, that's exciting. That's where they're okay, going. Okay, and look, four hours. Obviously, he Snyder wants to play with superman being a bad guy for, for a, bit. a little He's bit gonna do and it. i I, yeah. and I can see that i think i could see him leading up to that he, you know also well if, that, if that's they, what they were building if yeah. they do it with a with a with a reset button with flashpoint i don't mind that that much because they have done that in the comics yeah so yeah 
I mean, is it original? Not really, uh, but I, is it? But I mean, it's it is has precedence. So uh, there you he, go. He's he's going to take it midway through this. I, I predict to a, such a dark level. Yeah. And then I think he's going to rally the heroes. And so we'll back. see that scene where Superman has Batman tied up and maybe and he comes down. Yeah, and he's we'll, all we'll evil. see all we'll basically see Superman executing people because they uh, probably Batman uh, is at fault for letting Lois die. Oh, shit. Uh, look, this sounds this sounds a lot more interesting than the Justice League movie we got already. Definitely. You know, however, the only thing I'm concerned with is. I kind of feel like I know exactly the kind of movie we get. You see, where it's going to be a bunch of awesome shots, awesome moments, uh, barely stitched together with a little bit of story, and then a bunch of montages with the music and fuck the story. But honestly, I'm going in this now. I just want to see a collection of awesome shots, of awesome moments that Zach has in his head. I don't care if it makes sense anymore. I don't care if it even, there's a through line, whatever. I understand you don't care. Just show me the cool shit you've been dying to show, and I'll be happy. So that's how I'm going to go into watching this, and it's still a year away. At least it's something new coming out in in this world of corona where nothing's coming out. So Yeah, new-ish. New land. Un- new. Never been seen before. How yeah. about that? Yeah. I mean, a lot, yeah. apparently, um, Cyborg is going to have a much bigger role yeah. in this so movie. So I can too. tell you're going to see a lot more Flash, a lot more Cyborg. You see his father get killed, and like probably we'll see how he got made because that he shot all that football shit and it never got shown. Is that the same football field that blew up in The Dark Knight Rises? Did they no. put it back together? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, listener. I know what you need right now. You need a mask if you're going out and uh, maybe going to the movies, maybe going to bars. We have masks. Buy them. Prep the show on your snout. Muzzle yourself with the Jock and Nerd mask. Just visit our shop, jockandnerd.com slash shop, where there's always sales going on on the Tee Public shop. Um, and if you follow us on social media, I'll try to let you know when there's a sale. But get a mask, get a T-shirt. Lots of fun merch there. Uh, okay, let's move on to two panels. Uh, about uh, movies that aren't going to be made for a while. A little bit of information. First is Black Adam. The Rock was there. Oh, shit. Uh, This is like a passion project for him. He seemed very passionate about Black Adam, put out some concept art teasers and trailers. Basically, he's been locked away for 5,000 years in conduct, and Hawkman, Dr. Fate, uh, Justice Society is going to be in there, Justice Society of America, Cyclone, Adam Smasher. And then just the voice, man. Him talking as Black Adam. I kind of, I kind of buy that he's Black Adam. Oh shit! He's like truth, justice, and the Black Adam way. Coming at you next year. What you guys? Is that think? what he said? He said he that? said this in the uh, in one of these videos. Wow! In the in the in the <laughs> when he introduces Justice Society of America, Jack. Uh, you're the, not floppy you know, Jack. A little cringy, a little cringy. What do you guys yeah. think? Is he the voice of Black Adam? What do you think of this concept art? I think he's going to be a good Black Adam. We're not. He's the rock. We can do it. Yeah, I mean, concept part is interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah he, I mean, he's super charismatic. Black Adam, he can do what he wants with it. Uh, he's already played like a Egyptian-esque guy in, in The Mummy. Oh, yeah. He was a scorpion so. king. Yeah, he was a scorpion king. So. He just seems really... He'll be fine. Yeah, I think it'll be, it'll be, it'll be a good... It'll be a fun movie. I guess this is the build up to eventually getting him and Shazam yeah. in a film together. He seems really into it. So that was, you know, it's fun when the guy's into it. I was more, not, I guess, excited, but more intrigued once they announced that it wasn't just him and that they were going to 
put in the Justice yes, Society you need of the Justice Society Geek of America. So we'll get to see Hawkman will be cool in live action and Dr. Fate, the gold helmet be cool. We'll see how they uh, uh, bring these guys to life. I'm just wondering, like, The Rock is a gigantic human. Yes. <laughs> Usually, like, the superheroes are just as big, but I don't know. So he's are they bigger cast? than, like, if it was Henry Cavill. He's bigger than Cavill. He's bigger than he's Zachary bigger than Levi, of course. He's six. Well, Zachary Levi, I don't know. I, I still don't think those are his actual muscles. But No, it's not. <laughs> the Rock is legitimately, like, 6'4", 275, Jesus Christ. Pounds. Let's see. How about 6'5", yeah, 260. Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, he's but he's a big dude. That's all. That's solid. He definitely looks like a yeah, superhero. No, he looks sick. Or a villain. I mean, if it looks like the concept art, he's going to look sick as Black Adam. But he's uh, he overpowered. He's just bigger than everyone. He's bigger than your everybody. Batman, Superman should be the same size. I don't know. <laughs> uh, speaking of Shazam, there was a Shazam panel with Zachary Levi. They didn't have much to share except for a few important things. A poster. The name of the sequel is going to be called Shazam: Fury of the Gods. And then, in an incredible meta joke, Sinbad comes on. You guys know Sinbad, right? Comic Sinbad. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, you guys, this is the movie everybody thought I was in because of the Mandela effect, you know, in the 90s. Let me <laughs> just tell you, I'm going to make up for this. I want to roll this movie. Sinbad is in the movie. Oh, yeah. he's in the next Shazam wow. movie, which I think is kind of funny. And and meta he should and be in Shazam. He should be because he... I thought it was Kazam. Right. Well, there's Kazam. That That's Shaq. the Shaquille O'Neal movie. But people thought that there was a Shazam movie with Sinbad that doesn't exist. Uh, and this is one of the. And Sinbad wasn't in any kind of movie where he was anything. I'm, uh, I don't think so. This is one of the glitches in The Matrix. Yeah. Sh- I mean, I- so the Sinbad movie was Shazam with two A's at the S-H-A-Z-A-A-S. Sinbad was in The Meteor Man. Sinbad, yeah. but, but <laughs> he's never been in any kind of like wizard movie at all. No, I don't think so. That just jingle all the way. No, he was he's in first and, kid. First kid, where he's the he's the uh, bodyguard of the president's kid. I don't no. know. I feel like that. The, I feel like it, this is all a lie. No, that's there was this. Oh, the Sinbad show. He no, this it's all it was made up. That movie doesn't exist. But now. He will actually get to be in a Shazam movie. Oh, shit. Ah, fun stuff. Okay. This was the trailer to end the night. The most anticipated panel everybody was waiting for. Matt Reeves, the Batman. He talked for like 30 minutes to Aisha Tyler, who was hosting the whole thing. And man, holy shit. I'm hearing him talk passionately. He is so into this. I think this movie's going to be oh, shit. fucking amazing without even seeing the trailer because he was talking about what he wants to do. He wants to make Gotham City different and unique, not like a city you've seen. And he's going to get into the physical mindset of a, a Bruce Wayne all crazy. And then he drops this fucking teaser with only 25% of the movie shot. Oh, shit. So consider that the all he shot is 25% and he gives us this fucking awesome trailer, which shows you, Zack Snyder, how you use popular music and trailers the correct way. Something in the way by Nirvana mixed in with so Michael Giacchino score. What do you Giacchino think that score. means that something in the way? I don't know, but it worked for this fucking this mood, this tone. 
Cool. But why? You just said something, and I want you to back it up. Like, why is this a good song? Well, I haven't seen the movie, but maybe Bruce is in his own way. Something is in his way. Something is in the way of getting to the corruption, getting around the corruption. Something in the way is creepy. I just thought it worked. It was haunting. It's not on the nose. And it, precisely why it's not on the nose, it works better. But what did you guys think of this? What is I Floppy Jock. This is our new Batman. There's so many Batman. This is Battinson. So uh, this movie, I mean, I've been aware of it. I haven't. I'm I'm a big Batman guy, but I haven't really been pumped up about this. Just kind of like, oh, okay, interesting. I like Matt Reeves, Pattinson. Hmm. Okay. Now, I, I hear he's a really good actor. Now I like Paul Dano. I like Great Colin cast. Farrell. Yeah. I like the cast. I saw the trailer, and I have to say, I don't know if it's my bias towards Batman or what, but I was like, this is fucking awesome. Dude. I was I was legit all in. And I didn't even know. I watched it kind of blind, so I didn't realize that like the Riddler was in it, or or the Penguin was in it. I saw Catwoman, but just the 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 look, the tone, the the music, as you had mentioned, um, Imran, the the fight scene, the 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 crawl at the end. I mean, everything just for me it hit on all levels. The only drawback I really had, and it's a small criticism, yeah. is that. Uh, when he's Bruce Wayne, he kind of looks like Trent Reznor from the <laughs> 90s with that hair. Yeah, I don't know yeah, if yeah, Bruce yeah, Wayne would yeah, rock yeah, that yeah, hair, yeah. but I like, I mean, the suit's super like, you know, mechanic, you know, like uh, almost practical. Pra- very practical. Know. Like he could have made it. Yes. Um, I like that they acknowledge that he's finally wearing just black eye black. It's a little thing, but it's it's important. I like the scenery. I heard that they filmed a lot of this in like Liverpool or England. Oh, yeah. yeah. To make to kind of change up what Gotham yep, looks like, yep. and, and I I think it all works from from the trailer, and I like that it, the feel is of a little more bright, but it seems like seven in a Batman movie. Yeah, I liked everything. I liked every. I like that it's a year two, so he's still young, but it's yeah. not a year a retelling like a Batman Begins. I don't know. I, I made me pumped again for Batman, and I, I maybe I'm biased because I love Batman. It's fucking awesome. It great. Yeah. That's really good. Let me tell you, this fucking trailer gave me fucking goose pimples. It gave me chills. Uh, I, you know, we thought the Nolan Batman was gritty. Here is an even more grittier, unpolished. So, do you movie? That, there is the argument that are we? Is everyone sick of gritty, brooding Batman? I, I'm not dark Batman. I think this is another. It's a different kind of dark place. He's taken us. We haven't seen with this Batman, and it really works. I really don't think that we've actually gotten a dark no, Batman. Exactly. Let, let, let me let me just uh, have a second. I see where you're of, going with this. All right. So we had. Hold um, on. I'm gonna you know, give you this. Here's the rundown. So we start out with uh you know, uh, obviously in the sixties with the campy Batman. Yep. All right. And then we had the super friends. Yep. And then all of a sudden we get, um, Tim Burton's Batman, which was kind of dark, but still a cartoon. Yes. Right. It was like a cartoony campy dark. It was broody, but it was like, it was also funny and silly. Yep. All right. Then all of a sudden Schumacher comes in, goes completely campy and yep. completely silly. Yep. Then we come back with Batman begins. Batman begins. Isn't really a dark film. It's a film about it's 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 a pensive film. Yeah, you think yeah, about fear. It's yeah. an intelligent film, yeah. but it's not really dark. Yeah. Like, what's the darkest thing that happens oh, in that right. movie? You're right. There's nothing really like like. There's no like real darkness. There's it's no just, like, brutality, really. Yeah, or yeah. So we really have like like Gotham. The show was more dark and brutal than yeah. any of the Batman's that we've had. Um, like, even the one with Bane, it was just there wasn't any teeth to it. No, you're right. So. 
this is the first time that it's actually like you're like on the level of a regular like uh thriller that you'd watch yep. that's like a a dark thriller um i personally want to see like a horror batman where batman is fucking scary yeah and not only that but not that he's violent but we actually get to see like the brutality of what the Joker does and like what the Riddler does and like, like, like serial killers would actually yep, do. Yep. Yep. And st- instead of making these guys like they're per- like the way that they portrayed in like, uh, you know, the 66 series is like they're like performance artists. They're like, okay, I'm going to do this big, nice stunt <laughs> like and entertain everyone. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, no, like the way like people fuck with people, it's like Ted Bundy and like, Fucking Ed Guy, like, like those yeah. are the real like seven, like the the guy did in seven, fucking with. So yeah. this is as close as we're getting to a dark. This is the first time we've actually got wow. a dark. Batman. That's a great take. This is the first time we've gotten a brutal, dark, gritty Batman. We need to break this whole thing down because there's so many interesting things. Starting with, I love the sound of the duct tape in the beginning, and I believe that duct tape man is possibly Riddler, Paul Dano. What do you guys think? Um. I think Paul Dano is a great choice for the Riddler. Yeah, he is. I mean, I I don't know visually. He seems to be more like the Scarecrow with the mask and everything. But like, I don't know. I mean, this, as I said, this is twenty five percent of the film is shot. Yeah, this is probably just him in one iteration. Yeah, he's probably put on a green suit. But I already love the duct tape face look as a mask. That's fucking. Great. I don't think that's a. I don't think that's his mask. I no, think he killed someone and he put duct tape over that guy's face. But, he, and wrote a message but that guy is also wearing duct tape. If you watch again. While he? yes, oh. he's he has it. So and Anthony, I love the black eye makeup also because you never see that. Remember in like the Keen movies, he just you see the black makeup and then he'll take his fucking cowl off and it's just clean. Is he not like, only wait not the Keen movie? They did it in every they did it like in, Bale, in Bale too. Even yes. like oh yeah, he takes off the mask it's and he has disappears. no makeup. However, in this one, his cowl, the eyes are blacked out, so you don't even see his eyes. It might just be for anti glare or or something. Uh, because his cowl is like Daredevil. Like, you don't, there's no white eyes. There's no opening. It just looks like there's a lens over it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I kind of dig the Bruce Wayne with the long, shaggy hair look. It's different. That's what got me excited. It's completely different. I didn't like the long hair. A lot either. of people I are not digging would... the hair. Yeah, I think, he, yeah, you know, put some gel in there. You comb it. You know, no, he's got uh, that. It's so nineties. Like it reminded me of the crow. Also, like you just let the hair hang down. Well, that's why. That's where you're crossing signals yeah. and you're like mixing the brand a little up bit. A little, a little bit. We we got to see uh, Jeffrey Wright as Gordon. Looks good. Catwoman. You see her do stuff in an early homemade costume, and that mask is just like uh, from uh, Frank Miller's Year One. That's what the mask Catwoman. The, the, the only thing I'm maybe worried about. Mm-hmm. I first off, I think Paul Dano. I hopefully he's the lead. I, I like that the I like the shot the the opportunity for the Riddler to get another shot to be a lead um, villain, but with Catwoman and Penguin in it, I'm curious how he's going to balance all that. I think you're going to see mostly Riddler, like you're going to see Riddler so become Riddler and see Catwoman become Catwoman and see a little bit of Colin Farrell's Oswald Cobblepot become Penguin. Speaking of which, did you see he looks like Richard fucking kind in, in that one quick shot? <laughs> oh, He's got so much shit on his face, you can't even tell it's him. I was like, is that Richard Kind? What's he doing in this movie? It's crazy they cast a Colin Farrell to make him look completely different. It looks nothing like Colin Farrell. <laughs> you see that gang with the the, the makeup and uh, it reminded me of Joker, but it's also like there's a skeleton gang, I guess, so because there was some... But then... That shot where he just beats the guy fucking down 
It's he's so. You think that was a step too far? But no, I fucking love that. It was brutal. You could tell he's unhinged. You don't fuck with him. And you know the "I am vengeance" line may be a little cringy, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was well, good. It's the it's play on every movie goes. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. And this time he goes. I'm vengeance. But I thought that was sick. It was the only like comic booky thing out of the whole thing. See, like I feel like if you're really trying to get realism, inject realism into this. If you're Batman and you're fighting, like you're gonna be fighting a few guys. Yeah. You have to make sure that when you hit somebody or you take they them out, they, they stay down. He beat the shit out of that guy. It was amazing. Yeah, I'm sure he's not dead. No, he's, probably he's not just, dead. It's like a, yeah. a brutal MMA match, dude. He just fucking put him down to send a message and it looked like the guy's got the message. That's great. Uh, Reeves said he drew inspiration from movies like Chinatown, The French Connection, Taxi Driver, and a comic that I had not heard of and I ordered from Amazon. Uh, it's Batman Ego by Darwin Cook. And I was like, I didn't know Darwin Cook did a Batman book. So I have that ordered. I'm going to read that. Uh, but those are great. Yeah, let me know how it is because I want to check it out too. But a Chinatown, French Connection, Taxi Driver. Uh, I think th- those are great influences and it won't be like a direct ripoff like the Joker was. Hopefully it's more. It's a, it's a better used influence. The Batmobile. What do you think of the Batmobile? That looks sick. It's like a 70s muscle car with a big fucking jet engine. I'm into it. I mean, like, it's not my favorite Batmobile, but like, I'm good with it. I always like the Tumblr. Great. Yeah, that's your favorite. Anthony, yeah, well, uh, Anthony, this one, it looks like 89 is good, too. Well, it looks like uh, the Neil Adams Batmobile from the 70s in the comics. This one, the um, I didn't really have much of an opinion on the Batmobile. Yeah, it wasn't in it that much. Yeah. But you said you're right. It's, an, it's he's been a Batman for a year and a half. Yeah. The bad guys haven't been the bad guys, but I love the detective feel and the unsettling tone. Yeah, and that's feel what Reeves was fuck. saying. I watched some of that and he was saying that this is the one where they're really not only going to put a spotlight on him being a detective, but really show how corrupt Gotham is because this is year two of Batman. So he's still investigating things and they're like, he's going to find out how fucked up Gotham is and how connected all of the, all of the, the power is yeah. to crime. There's potentially even maybe a court of owls type thing going on. There's also oh, shit. Riddler keeps hinting at the fact that, Batman's involved somehow. He's you, linked he says to all this part crime. of this too, right? So I, maybe his parents, yes, were linked somehow to the crime. So like it's, it's basically just going to unravel everything that Batman, um, and Batman's believed in, and the city that he's trying to defend. It's really going to test like, is this city still worth defending? So I, I love I, it. I like all that. I love it, and I like the idea that the Waynes are not clean. They got dirt on them. They, you know. People make that much money. They did some fucked up shit. Uh, and uh, so the Court of Owls, you mentioned, there's an owl on that card. Uh, so people are like, is that a hint for the Court of Owls? Here's something great. A fan. So when you open that card in that shot, there's a, co- a, a, a greeting card and there's a message and there's a code. A fan has already decoded what that code is in that card. The card, it says in handwriting, it says, what does a liar do when he's dead? And the coded message, the answer is, he lies still. Get it? He lies still. What does a liar do when he's dead? So people have already deciphered the Riddler's <laughs> code based on this trailer. I love shit like that. Um, man, I just, I got fucking goosebumps. It gave me chills. I feel like the budget for this is low. People are guessing maybe 125 million, which is big. But for like, I like how they're not making like a big blockbuster movie. They're starting kind of medium uh, I, uh, size. It seems to me like a big blockbuster. You think it's going to be a big blockbuster movie? Well, yeah. it feels like it. It feels like it. 
it could be a blockbuster. We don't know how he's going to, if he's going to tone it down and keep it kind of small. I don't know. I really don't know how, how it's going to go. So I think, you know, he can make a lot of money uh, on 125 million. If he keeps the budget down and keeps it gritty. I'm wondering another question that occurred since he's only shot like 25, 30% of this film. I wonder if the feedback from this is going to change anything moving forward. Cause this is a unique situation he's in to be able to, gauge feedback before shooting the majority of it like i don't think it's going to be rated r because he makes pg-13 movies the planet of the apes movies no i don't think it's going to be rated he would be dumb for him to do that. i would love to see it rated r but that oh yeah but he's not yeah all right so out of all of these guys what are you the most pumped for i'm pumped yeah me too i think i could tell but i want to hear it from you anthony Oh, Batman, without Batman. a doubt. Batman, the, the fact that they closed with that and it was so good just made it put a shine on everything yeah. else that I thought for the most part was just uh, okay, but Batman really took things over the top. It for me. did. Rugs, what are you most excited for? Oh, I, Batman is, it looks like it's going to be good. It looks like it's going to, it's, it's carrying all the stuff that I liked about the Nolan movies and the fact that it was treated. Uh, with some realism and it was, it was treated like a film and not like a comic book yeah, film. Yeah. And I think he's, he's continuing that. And the, the fact that I get hints of Fincher in there yep. and like, uh, like horror films and something like that, uh, I, I'm, I'm totally I'm, into this. I'm, I also agree. That was, I am the most excited for that. And then I also, let me throw in one thing, another scene that also caught my eye yeah. amongst everything is the scene where he's amongst the police. Yes. And he's um, like fighting all of them, yep, kind yep. of not fighting, but just angry. Like it looks like he's just having a temper tantrum. Yeah, I I liked that too because it's like he's working with the police, but he doesn't trust them. It's, it seems like a scene where he's like he's figuring out that there's just a lot of shit going on here. He lashes out of them. If you notice, Gordon like steps in to kind of hold him back with, from them. So like Gordon is siding with him. I feel like him and Gordon already have a relationship. When this movie yeah. starts, obviously, uh, and people know the Batman uh, is a thing. And you even notice like the the Batcave is very rudimentary, very early, kind of, you know, small. Uh, so I love all this gritty second year shit. I think it's interesting. That, so do you think DC is right at the ship? Do they have a plan? I think it's interesting where if this budget is one hundred and twenty five million. If you look at if their strategy is to make smaller films like Joker only cost sixty three million, made them a billion dollars. Oh, shit. Birds of Prey was only eighty three million dollars. Shazam, ninety million dollars. Batman run one hundred twenty five million. And then they sprinkle it in with bigger movies like Aquaman and Wonder Woman with bigger budgets. I feel like that's not a, a bad plan for them right now. But are they on the right track? I mean, if it's better than them spending a shitloads of money in something that has no buzz whatsoever. So whatever they're doing seems to be working. There's buzz happening from this movie. There's but people are talking about this trailer. People are talking about this event. So it's it's all good. They did a good job. They did. They 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 created buzz. I think I think they're the last couple movies they've made have been decent to, to good. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's see what what they got. I mean, it's DC. You never know what you're going to get. You could get a clunker. It, it could happen. I mean, it has happened. But, um, um, Matt Reeves has got a lot of credit. He's already got some good credit with me. So uh, I'm going to be willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. There's more though. Well, I'm not done with DC fandom news. Uh, let's fly through a couple of 
TV and video game and comic book things. The one TV news thing they had was they did a Titans panel for the show Titans. And they were all there. They did confirm it is being moved over to HBO Max. So that's everything from DC Universe is now going to be on HBO Max. Except for the comics. Uh, and they, I think they're going to keep it DC Universe for the comics. Possibly. I don't know if that's worth a subscription, maybe, but the season three will take place in Gotham. They're adding new characters, Scarecrow and Commissioner Barbara Gordon. And Jason Todd is going to become the Red Hood already. Oh, shit. Moving very fast. He was just got introduced last season. Uh, he will become, the, but doesn't he have to die and then come back and then be the Red Hood? They're going to do that all in one season on Titans. So that should be great. Sounds like shit. Yeah. Video game news. They had some pretty exciting trailers for two kind of really fun games from Warner Brothers Montreal. They are putting out a game called Gotham Knights, where in which Bruce Wayne Batman is dead and you play as the Bat family, which is Batgirl, Red Robin, Tim Drake, Robin and Nightwing. Well, you're Red Hood. I mean, Red Red Hood. Sorry. You're Red Hood, Tim Drake, Robin, Nightwing and Batgirl. Jim Gordon is also dead. Uh, this game is entirely playable solo or two player online co-op. It is. So there's no Damian Wayne in here. No Damian Wayne. And it's not tied into the Arkham games from Rocksteady. And no, it's not. It's not. It has nothing wow. to do with that. But they do tie in the Court of Owls at the end of this trailer. You guys, what did you think uh, watching this trailer? And there's seven minutes of gameplay you can watch. I thought it looked fun. I mean, I want to play as Batman. But anyway. <laughs> no, uh, you don't get to play as Batman. Uh, Sorry. It, it'll be cool to be. <laughs> It'll be cool to be Nightwing, at least, you know. You could be Batgirl, Red Hood. Or, yeah, or Batgirl. It I, sounds interesting. I, I thought it looked good. I mean, I thought it was associated with those Rock City games. Yeah. So, not this it's one. kind of disappointing, but it seems like it is. It looks really? like the same thing. This one isn't. The next game is. The other game they announced is. This game isn't. Oh. Well, it seemed like it is. And for what it's worth, I mean, we've had a bunch of Batman games. I like the idea of him dying, like the concept of he died and now all these, all his bat children, I guess, yep, yep. take up arms to defend the city and you can play as all of them. So, bat yeah, family is kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, the other big game announcement comes from Rocksteady. This is the game that's tied into Arkham. These are the guys that made the Arkham games. Their newest game that nobody, they didn't, it was like under wraps for a long time. It is called Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Oh, shit. In which you can play Harley Quinn, King Shark, Boomerang, or Deadshot. Uh, in this trailer, you see it's in Metropolis and the Brainiac is there. It's in ruins. This is the same universe as the Arkham games and their target in this one is an evil Superman. Speaking of evil Superman, uh, it is a one to four player co-op game. You can play this whole thing as a single player and jump as a different character whenever you want. Or you can play co-op with friends, pick a player uh, and, uh, uh, you know, play with three other friends and do the whole game. Anthony, this is the Arkham games. What'd you think? There's no gameplay. It's just kind of a story trailer with characters that look kind of vaguely generic, but they're just a different version of these characters. Yeah, I mean, it's all right. You know, if this is the Rocksteady game, I think this will be probably pretty good. You know, and you're playing as different Suicide Squad members. So, yeah, it could be fun. I mean, the power sets are interesting. Yeah, they, you got, yeah what do you got? Uh, Carly Quinn's doing some Spider-Man shit. Yeah, she's swinging around. Um, you got King Shark, just like he's the heavy. He's like Hulk, just bashing yeah, shit. You got like an Iron Man with guns, Deadshots flying Deadshot. around, and Boomerang is kind of like the weird one. Does it? Does it look like Boomerang had speed powers? Also, he looked to be running really fast as well as throwing his boomerang. Uh, it's kind of weird. Maybe it was kind of yeah. confusing. 
And you get to fight evil Superman. I imagine you're going to have to fight like Batman and Flash and everyone's evil and kill I'm them. I'm just, I'm telling you right now, I'm either Deadshot or King Shark. Yeah. <laughs> Not you and plays Harley or Boomerang. Boom. Maybe, I mean, you know that she's going to be overpowered, right? <laughs> yeah. And Boomerang is probably the most useless one out of all these people. Yeah. Really? Captain Boomerang. But who wants to be him? Nobody. Uh, it looks fun. It's <laughs> rock steady. They have a solid track record of these games so that'll be fun to play and finally in comic book news two little things but they are big things rugs milestone comics is coming back oh shit it's about damn time uh what was milestone comics rugs for those who don't know well it was a uh, a imprint that they made and it was specifically uh for and by black artists and writers, right? So I believe yeah. that's is that correct, right? B- minority representation, black creator and owned characters founded in 1993 by Dennis Cowan, Dwayne McDuffie, Michael Davis, and Derek T. Dinkle. It went away in 97 and then was revived and integrated into the DCU in 2008, but they're bringing the line back, which had great stuff like Static Shock. I used to read Static Shock, the comic, and watch... The cartoon, they announced they're making a live action movie. Geek boner of Static Shock. It's about oh, time. Really? Rugs, how are you? So are you excited for this? They had some good shit. Yeah, Milestone. They had Icon. You know, it was, they, they had, uh, their own, uh, whole roster of heroes. And, um, it was a uh, short lived and, uh, Static Shock obviously was the big breakout, yeah. uh, star of that. So, um, it's good that he's getting a movie. Uh, he's, it was a Saturday morning cartoon, obviously. So they, he's been on TV before. Yep, it was a good show. So there is like uh, maybe a built-in fan base for it. So they should totally, uh, you know, capitalize on it. They had like a bunch of other stuff, like they had Blood Syndicate hardware and Shadow Cabinet and some other ones as well. But like, I think that Static Shot is the is the slam dunk. He was like their Spider-Man or their Miles Morales. Yeah. He was a teenager uh, who got powers and had to hide. And that's why you, you related to it and you loved it. It was very good. Uh, so that was exciting. And then John Ridley, Oscar-winning screenwriter who wrote 12 Years a Slave, I believe, right? He is writing a Batman comic book in January. And he says, quote, there is a little better than 47% chance that the new Batman will be a person of color. Oh, shit. Uh, says the 12 Years a Slave writer. Many have rumored that it would be Luke Fox, probably Lucius Fox's son, become Batman. But that's exciting, too. We got a black Batwoman on TV. She They did a panel with her. She's very charming, very pretty. And uh, John Ridley be running Black Batman. Uh, comment on this. Anyone? Well, it's all about the context, right? Yeah. So if... um. If Bruce Wayne, you know, hands off the the mantle yeah. to him, and that's what that's what it's going to be. That's cool. I'm, I'm good. I'm down with that. Pass yeah. on I mean, the Batman. We've we've established his character. He's been around. He was a Batwing at some point. Yes, yes. So he's already had some precedent of being a Bat family character. So that wouldn't be like a, a far leap. I mean, we've had Dick Grayson in the cow before. Yeah. Yeah. So wouldn't and, and, Azrael, you know. everybody's been Batman. Different people yeah. have been Batman. So I think that that'd be cool. Uh, uh okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Anthony? That's all I got. Yeah. I, I agree with, I have nothing to add. <laughs> well, how about this, Anthony? <laughs> My balls was hot. Right, you shout out our awesome sponsor for this episode. Manscaped. They're amazing. They are amazing. If you need to, Go downstairs, 
and trim that fucking vicious jungle down there, <laughs> that Amazon rainforest, <laughs> that fucking lame, uh, that shit that like you snake out of your fucking uh, bathtub. <laughs> it's all down there. You need to trim all that shit, that mullet. Go with the fucking manscaped lawnmower 3.0 because it's fucking awesome and I'm pumped and Bilotti is too. Yeah, me too. And you get 20% off with our code jockandnerd at manscaped.com and free shipping to make your balls feel nice. So, Anthony, do you think a lot of guys, because when I first tried this, I was a, you're, there's a little trepidation when you bring something sharp to your nuts, right? Oh, shit. It's a little scary. You don't know what's going to happen, but I can tell you, listener, this thing, you could just shove it right in there. It does not nick or snag. It's safe. Uh, and once you get past that, you're like, how could I have been missing this my whole life? In fact, you can subscribe to their peak hygiene plan. You get new replacement blades Every three months, delivered right to your door. Shave, shave it down. Your balls will thank you. Use code JockaNerd at Manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping. Booyah, as Cyborg would say. <laughs> Let's take a break here, and we'll be right back with a review of Umbrella Academy Season 2 right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Drew. I'm Nate. And I'm Tanner. And we are the hosts of Headline Heroes. Every week we take a bizarre, out there article. Germans build underground pipeline for beer. An attempt to create a superhero or villain. The obvious one is that they have a giant robot that runs off of beer. Along the way we discuss powers, design a costume, and of course, struggle with a name. Graham Graham Sam Sam? No, no. Graham Graham Sam Sam? No! And inevitably we get off subject and talk about the really important stuff. I did go to Bill Engvall's website and i just want to tell you a couple of things i'm seeing here. please do i wish you would but we always arrive with the super creation we are proud of join headline heroes every tuesday as we try to make reality a little more super transmission commencing this is wookie radio translated for the wookie i like that wookie your hosts, Ken, Derek, and Mike, bring you the latest news and commentary from the far reaches of the galaxy. Uh, hold it. Hold it. I said hold it. Subscribe today on iTunes and Stitcher. I just assumed it's a Wookiee. Start listening today, and remember... The Force will be with you, always. Hello, Jock and Nerd listeners. It is your resident ginger geek, Matt Delhauer here, to remind you that the five-year anniversary of What the Fuck Happened is quickly approaching. To celebrate what is obviously the most important event for this podcast ever, we want you, the listeners, to have a say in what movie we cover. Hell, if it wasn't for all of you, there wouldn't have even been an episode two, let alone 15. So, throughout the month of August, we are taking your suggestions over on Twitter. Tweet the movie you want us to cover to at Jock and Nerdcast. And be sure to use the hashtag J-A-N-W-T-F number five. Yes, it's longer than it should be. While you're at it, let us know what your favorite episode of What the Fuck Happened has been so far. Share your favorite memories from the series, your favorite jokes, or send us fan art, whatever you want. Feed our egos. All right, now back to whatever the fuck Imran's doing. Doc, 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 Doc,
Listener, if you enjoy the show, if you get a chuckle, if we help you escape from the madness that is 2020, join the fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! And you can join our awesome Patreon-exclusive fan club where you can support the show. And you get bonus content. Everyone gets an RSS feed with bonus material. The shows come out early. And boy, was there a lot of bonus content this week. Oh, shit. Uh, that's right there that everyone is enjoying that's already signed up. Thank you for to all our patrons. Anthony, you had a new jock talk where apparently you haven't been watching sports, but you did it anyways. Well, I did it, yeah. We haven't been watching sports, and then literally we released that jock talk, and the next day all sports basically shut Their down. Their bottom is, is very weak. Sports bottom was very weak this week. It was all crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Rugboy posted a Corona binge report for Rugs. The Beastmaster. Oh, shit, from the early 80s. The Beastmaster is a movie, if you haven't seen it, I grew up with this. It came out the same year as Conan the Barbarian. 1981, I think. And uh, it was like, the guy looked like He-Man. Like, the guy had, like, blonde hair and a, and a tan, kind of like Beyonce. <laughs> and, uh, but, like, oh, shit. But, <laughs> and uh, he had a tiger and a big sword. And who the was the sword. girl? Uh, Ta- Tanya Roberts, Tanya and then Roberts. was really hot and naked in this movie. And then she ended up being Sheena, which is another movie that is great because it's, it's like a female Beastmaster. And uh, basically, he's a guy who has like uh, he can talk to animals, and he's got a sword. Um, he's got a sword, and um, he's going to take back this kingdom, or he's going to stop these bad marauders that are going over to every little town and destroying them. So he's taking it upon himself to be the hero and go and fucking take this dude down. And he's the beast man. So it's a really low budget Hercules uh, Conan kind of um, 80s oh, yeah. rip off there. Anthony. It's yes, it's not good. It's terrible. And, but, Rip uh, Torn is in it. Rip Torn is the bad, <laughs> evil Rip Torn is the bad guy. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Ah. It's got great things. It's got like hot witches that with like deformed faces, but really hot bodies. I think this was, like, this one was requested from the nation. So Good on you for doing that. Hey, listen, if you have nothing else to do, it's on Amazon and you want to watch like a ridiculously stupid movie. Yeah. There you go. And then if that wasn't enough, we have launched this five part Patreon only special series nerd. with me and Rugboy called Rugboy and the Nerd, where we go through our history of friendship through really dumb songs we recorded 25 years ago. Rugs, comment on part one. It's called College Radio Days. Yeah, basically, it's just uh, we we have like a bunch of songs that we recorded live on the radio that are just a uh, uh, spur of the moment. Uh, what do you call that? Uh, improv, improvised. Yes, yeah. And uh, so we completely Freestyle. improvised, stupid, ridiculously <laughs> bad songs. They're not good, but uh, we did it, and we're just gonna talk about it. And we had a laugh while well, we recorded this uh, like the other day. We had a laugh recording it. And we had brought up a lot of things that were funny. So. Uh, it's a kind of an insider thing. If you want to get on the inside. You get to know us a little go. bit more. We haven't listened to these songs in 25 fucking years. So uh, Pat Downey enjoyed it. So thanks, Pat. Jogginerd. For commenting. Check it out all on our Patreon. Jogginerd.com slash Patreon. Anthony, did you listen to that yet? Will you? He has no plan on this. Probably. Yeah, I, 
don't have any plans to listen that's, to it anymore. That's what I get the fuck out of here. That's what I figured. Let's get on to our review for the episode. And man, if DC fandom wasn't enough geek boner, geek boner, I am super excited to be talking about uh, Umbrella Academy season two on Netflix. We're going to do the whole season. I can't believe you watched the whole thing again. I watched it twice. Uh, hold on. Yeah. There's your, I'm- <laughs> there's your spoiler alert. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. You really do need like more hobbies to be watching an entire show again just because you were like, well, we're not going to review this for a it while, was, so I'll watch it, it again. It, you, it took you so long, I forgot. Like I binged it the weekend it came out, so I watched it first of all right away in like two days, and then I was like, fuck, I got to watch this again just to remind myself. But you know what? It was very enjoyable the second time as well. Like it, it, it was very good. Uh, this, uh, show, uh, has a bunch of people in it. Do I even need to go over the cast or anything? No. No, you know, you got Ellen. Let's just talk. Ellen Page. Let's just talk about it. Aiden Gallagher. Uh, we'll mention these guys as we go. And I mean, usually we give a plot summary, but so much shit happens. It's a whole season. Uh, Anthony, I want to start with you because you were very reluctant to watch the first season of this. And you said you maybe, maybe not enjoyed it. I forced you. Thank you. Yeah. And then you have to follow up and watch the second season. What did you think? Uh, second season of the Umbrella Academy. So I remember the first season. I didn't think it was amazing. If you can hear that, I'm printing something in the oh, background. Oh, you are. So. Who prints stuff yeah. in these days? Jesus. <laughs> Just send them an email. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> sorry for sorry in advance. What, There's is, about is it, five, three pages that need to be printed Is it your MapQuest directions to your buddy's house? Oh, <laughs> is that what you're printing out? What do you do? It's a... The history of a AOL conversation. I had. <laughs> oh my! I have uh, chats archived. Right, he's my AM, aim chance. Delete that shit. So yeah, I definitely did not want to watch the second <laughs> season. I was like, I thought the first season was fine, but I just honestly I didn't remember much of it. And I think even in my review, I was like, what's special about this? I didn't really find anything yeah. cool about the first season. Yeah. So to suffice to say, I definitely did not want to watch the second season. Turn it on. Um. They're in the 60s now. It's another doomsday scenario, but kind of a mystery on what's happening. Super weird. Ali Crow on this one. I really enjoyed this second season. I thought it was... I thought they they found their groove. I think the, the change of setting, I think the way they... The character arcs, I think they made all the characters a lot more interesting. I just found it to be a lot better. I found it to be wow. way more entertaining, wow. and I was by the end of it, I was like, "This is pretty good. I enjoyed this." Right on. Oh, it's good to hear. I mean, the basic plot is they jump back in time, they bring the apocalypse with them, except everyone gets split up into different years, ranging from 1960 to 1963. Everyone arrives at different times. Five has to collect everyone, stop the apocalypse again, uh, and then crazy things happen at the end, and you get to learn about everyone. Rugs, what'd you think of this season of Umbrella Academy? I enjoyed it a lot in it, and they nice. did something very intelligent with the character. Okay. Yeah. So the last season has you find out that the Ellen Page character, Vanya, is, uh, she's super powerful and she could, and she actually causes an apocalypse. She's like Gene Gray level. Yeah. Meta. So they all f- kind of uh, five phases them out into another time through time and spills them out and this is where the where the brilliant things they're not all together yeah. they get scattered in the beginning they're all yeah. separate and they this is something that they really needed because this gives every character time to kind of change yeah. and, and establish their own little lives 
or whatever yep. and uh, go through whatever grieving process they need to go through. And then the fun is them all of a sudden finding each other yeah. and then piecing together what's happening and how to get, go about uh, solving the, the issue and stopping the apocalypse. So there's a lot of like mystery. There's a lot of you're, you're anticipating a lot of things happening. You're, you're enjoying that these characters are kind of living out their lives and kind of all different times. And then you got five and five steals this whole entire series. Oh, he's fucking I great. love Aiden Gallagher as number five is so good. And you forget that he's playing like a 65 year old man. No, you don't. I guess you no, don't. You I know he that does. he's playing 65. That's why it's brilliant. <laughs> That's the whole appeal is that he's 16 he does it so, playing he a does 65 it so, year well, old I guess man. you forget that he's a teenager. He just does it so well uh, that you buy it. And- he, he inhabits what it would look like in the hypothetical scenario that a 65 year old man was stuck in a 16 year old body. He does he's a great just job. So, yeah. He doesn't fend his mannerisms, the way he's just so grumpy, yeah, the way he stands, the way his he posture. Like, there's one scene I remember vividly where he's in a car trying to get Vanya yeah. and he passes yeah. her as she's driving the opposite direction. And the look on his face, he's like, what the fuck are you, <laughs> where are you going? Like just he, I mean, he steals the show, but I agree with rugs. I think it was genius that they separated all these characters yeah. And kind of gave them room to grow into who they are so that when they get back together, it's like they're somewhat different people. And they gave them and they 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 did like the the last season. I felt like they kept these characters around each other too often. And like I just didn't get a good feel for some like I didn't really care for a lot of the characters. Whereas this one, by separating them, by giving them in their own arc, by putting them in the 60s, which is a really divisive time and making them have their own little niche in terms of contributing to that era. It just, it just worked a lot better. Absolutely. Really well the done. The character development yes. was amazing. You get to, I love these guys. I love these characters. I love the cast. You, and not only that they start separate and they grow, but by the middle of the series, by episode five, they're together and they have some great family moments that were even better than the first season. Like, so they had great family togetherness, but also, the growth and the change in the characters. Uh, also, you got to remember throughout this whole plot, you got these Swedish guys hunting them. You got the handler and Lila, which is a new character, which I thought she was a great addition to the show. And the mystery uh, uh, of her was, was really good and really well uh, uh, laid out. Just, I, I mean, I love the creative placement of the title in every episode at the beginning where, you you have to you wait for where they're going to put the Umbrella Academy. And I love that it just hits the ground running. Like, you don't need the setup. You know who these guys are. I also love you get a lot more of Ben, which I think was missing from last season and also a huge addition to uh, this cast. And the set was great. The costuming, the 60s period was very, was very good. Uh, I love five, but I love Klaus also. Klaus is my other favorite. Those are my top two favorite guys. Yeah, I mean, they did, like, Klaus was good. Klaus was good last season. Five was good. But they did a really good job of rehabbing characters. Like, Diego was kind of forgettable. Yes. He was just, like, the angry guy. And this one, he has a love interest. You you see that, like, the hero complex he has, the daddy complex. Um, Luther, they just lean into the fact that he's just not really a leader. He's actually the big dumb ogre of the (laughs) group. Yes, he's not smart. He's not that smart. Vanya is actually given... She's not just taken advantage of. Like in the first season, she's just a plot device. Yep. Whereas this, she has agency. She's figuring things out. And then, um, what's his name? 
Oh, uh, no, the girl. What's her fucking name? The black girl? Uh, Allison. Allison. Allison gets married. I thought Allison sucked uh, last yeah, season. Yeah, they made her yeah. to be they made her out to be like a really terrible person. Yeah. And this one she's active in like the fight for civil rights yeah. and she's, she's married. Very Yeah, she's yeah, she's married. She's um kind of using she's being a little bit more careful with her powers. So all the characters are just made into much more interesting people. Even um Hargreaves is given a lot more. He's in first season. He's kind of this mystery, and in this one, he's still a mystery. But there's hints of what he is, yeah. and he's kind of an asshole. But then he's kind of got good intentions. So every everything worked in terms of character development. And, you, and there's still a lot of things that are not answered. There's still yeah. some, yeah. Questions there's some great about questions about Hargreaves, and and they never answered what his deal well, was. Holy with shit! This. Yeah, what, he's, oh, shit. he's a fucking alien. First of all, why did he send Luther to the moon? What's going on over there? Uh, that shit was crazy, but I loved all of that. Uh, I think they've even said that they've, this is intended to be a seven or eight season show. Really? As I was wondering, like, when will it, when will it jump the shark and peter out? Because right now it's got great momentum and yeah, this was, I think they maybe got two more and then that's it. Maybe four seasons. What to its advantage in terms of jumping the shark is the concept of the show has already kind of jumped the shark. That's true. In terms of like. It's just a ridiculous show, yeah. right? Like even even the scene with Five where he's encountering his old self, they're they're like farting throughout the entire That's scene. Great as pa- paradox psychosis makes you do that. So they're you know they're, they've they've put in they've they've built in enough where they have a lot more leeway with things, and you just have to kind of accept like oh this is there's an alien in this, there's time travel, there's. Uh, little kid farting like it's just there's a fishbowl there's, there's a fish fishbowl head but they've they've established their rules and like you just buy into it and, and everything uh works very well uh but uh the dude w- do we well let, let's say let's let's stop real yeah. quick do we have any criticisms hmm i mean it, w- it would be nice to like have some of this stuff because the the convention of we reboot every season to stop mm-hmm. a new apocalypse. I feel like you should tie up all your loose ends that you can before you start that other new apocalypse because then everything's out the window, right? That was the only thing. I was like, this is another apocalypse caused by Vanya again. But the way this thing was paced and laid out, it worked. It wasn't. That would have been my criticism, but I liked how they used this because it was it was different. It was handled in a different way. Um, I don't think they can keep doing this, though. Well, I think the third season, I don't know if they're going to do the apocalypse. It seems like they might be doing where they altered reality. Yeah, they changed reality so much. The third season is definitely going to be the results. Sparrow Club. Yeah, Sparrow Academy. Ben is alive. Hargreaves is alive. And it- Well, they also still have stuff to mine in terms of... like there Weren't there like a lot of children that were born that's that the, day? That's a good question. There was 42 and, and that children. Lady, and the, the Indian chick mm-hmm. was one of them. Lila is one of them. As far as criticism I had, I mean, I didn't have much to be honest. With it was you. a little convenient that Lila suddenly had powers in the very last episode, and they were mimic powers. But I Th- that was a little I that, that, was that, right. that came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. Um, I mean, the, the 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 last episode it could have actually ended in the episode prior. I love the last two episodes. I thought were great because they do stop the apocalypse in episode nine. I right. think. And then the episode 10 is like... Tying everything, all the fucking loose ends up. Kind of. But episode 10 is kind of like, it ties the loose ends, but it's also just kind of like, okay, 
now what? I guess we should just have a battle. Well, they had to re- they had to resolve the conflict with the handler and Lila's backstory. So I thought it did well. I mean, then Vanya flying out of the barn and just zapping everyone was awesome. Uh, and then I love five remembering what Reginald said is jump seconds and he figures out how to reverse time just enough to stop that from happening. Because when she first shot the ball, I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Uh, but then the, 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 the seconds time jump was great. What was Hargreaves doing at the grassy knoll? What was he trying to what, do? But was he there originally and then sent? He wanted Kennedy to be assassinated. I believe that was the who was, was the who was the majestic twelve and the fucking guy with the glasses was everywhere. Uh, and they're all dead. But I think he needed Kennedy to get shot. But he sends the double. I don't know. I don't know. Well, but don't doesn't he react? Doesn't he get pissed off at the end of that scene when they're like when at the end of that? episode when he turns into an alien like why did we kill like we went too far oh i don't know maybe there was another plan i don't know what the plan is because he sends the double because he's aware because of the umbrella academy told letting him, him know yeah right. that he's gonna be there right so he's like i can't be there and i can't adopt these kids they changed a lot of things in their timelines in this season like that next season everything is different also i want to know where lila went she fucking poofed off with the with the briefcase so she has a time traveling briefcase. I did love. Oh, wait, I didn't get to say my favorite part. So criticisms. Honestly, I don't really have that many. I can't think of. I thought it, it was paced well. I didn't think it, yeah. there was the, much filler. No, it was. It was you actually know? really paced well. It was written, tightly written. They did a good job. I have to give them a lot of credit, especially after the last season when I didn't think it was all that special. I, the show, like it's, it doesn't like knock me on on the floor like how great it was but it was actually it was enjoyable it's fun right and it doesn't have too many and it doesn't have too many major issues where you're like oh they fucked that up so i think that that's actually hard to do like to not have any glaring mistakes and like or anything that was really really weak that was slowing the show down um yeah i mean i didn't feel like there was that much filler no um i thought that there was going to be something more to um, the kid. I don't really know what that, what the kid and and the dad, um, the farm people. Yeah, Harlan. So Harlan is going to be important in the future in this new really? timeline. I think so. He still has powers. Oh, that's right. He does. He's still floating that bird. It's possible. What What is his power? Uh, whatever Vanya's power. I think he absorbed. Power yes, was. Vanya's power. Yeah. So he could. There could be. He grows up. There could be something that he's involved in that forms the Sparrow Academy. Maybe I don't know. When they jump back, is he still alive? Does he still have powers? Uh, I don't know. Those are great questions. But she didn't pull all the powers out of him. Actually, I did have a quick question yes. that confused me as I was yes. watching the show. I thought Diego's power was just throwing knives, and then all of a sudden he becomes Magneto. No, no, he can. I think he can control projectiles' paths. Uh-huh. So whether it's a knife or bullets, yeah, he stopped the bullets and then sent them away. But I think he can just control projectiles oh. but i thought he has to throw them to be able to control them i guess not I, I got a minor criticism during that scene okay actually it's a pretty decent criticism yeah how does all those guys with all those machine guns yes they didn't just shoot. completely miss uh, all people of them. running in a straight line <laughs> in, in an, an open, open field. field yes that's a good 
They got like stormtrooper aim. They, they none of them. <laughs> They're all shooting at their feet or to the side. None of them hit him. And then I love at the end where he's like, "How do we get home?" And he's like, "Just pick a briefcase." There's fucking briefcases everywhere. I actually like that little character too. I like that was it Sherman or Herman? Yeah, he's like the head of the new commission. Oh, he was good. Yeah, well, he killed all the commission. So all the commission people are dead. They have to start from scratch because they killed them all. Here's my favorite, favorite part of this Is whole the thing. Handler dead? I the forgot. handler got shot too. By the, the Swede. She dead? Remember, well, she, dead? she may not Real. be dead. She didn't die the first she, episode. Yeah, she got shot in the head in the first episode. So, but this time she got shot in the body by the Swede at the very end. And then he just, he's like, enough. And he leaves. Olga for Olga. That was hilarious. Uh, Luther's like, looking yes. up. I found him. Olga for Olga. Olga for Olga. And then, and then Diego's, Diego's like, I'm going to kill, kill you. you. <laughs> we took one of ours. And he's like, it's Swedish, you idiots. It means eye for an eye. Olga for Olga. Oh, Olga for Olga. I like <laughs> the Swedes. The Swedes were great. They were so weird and creepy. Uh, my favorite, favorite thing they did. Fantastic use of music. Oh, shit. A plus. Not only they didn't stick to the 60s. They played songs that was out of period. But matching the music to the scenes, to the action scenes, to the moments. They did it really well the first season. This season, everything. Every time some music came out, it was so well done. I don't know if you guys noticed that. I loved their use of music. No, I did like that. It's so fucking like when Klaus is in the fucking liquor store and he starts drinking again. Uh, and there's that that song starts. It's really it's really great. I love Klaus and Ben's relationship. I love Klaus going back to see Dave and try to talk him out of joining the military. But instead, Dave enlists oh, earlier. Worked, yeah. You know, he everything gets fucked up. Yeah. The him and the Ben relationship was really good. I liked I like that they fleshed out Ben and I like yeah. that Klaus never really let him die. And then Ben never wanted to die until that moment. And yeah. that scene was actually pretty emotional. Oh my God. They ben sacrifices job. himself to save Vanya. And his, how he died is still a mystery. We see his, his funeral, but they don't actually tell you. But even Ben had a love interest. That part was hilarious where he was, was great. inside Klaus and he's on the dirt. He's like, want to have sex? He's like, this is the first time. She's like, what about Saturday? Uh, God damn it, Klaus. <laughs> yeah, Klaus is getting round. Klaus, fucking Klaus is using pop lyrics as sermons and messages was so fucking. He's, and he was doing yoga in that thing, Rugs. The thing we were talking about. The little di- yoga diaper. He was wearing it. Yeah, he's wearing the Bikram yeah, yoga. The Bikram yoga. This, this is the second thing in that we've reviewed in the last couple of weeks. That is that another Backstreet Boys reference? Yes, there's Backstreet Boys music in it's this. It's the same song. I think yes. it goes like everybody yeah. rock your body. Yeah. Rock your body right. Don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> Listen to the Please. rivers and the streams that you're used to. That's <laughs> <laughs> so genius. I love Five had some amazing fight scenes using his powers and young Five versus old Five and the paradox psychosis. I fucking love that. That you, get Robin, you get Robin vibes from five. Yes, he should be. He needs to be. He would make an amazing Damian Wayne. Maybe. What do you think? He's a, yeah. he's a little yeah. older he's, now, but he seems Damian Wayne. He does. He's yeah. that intense look like he needs to be in a fucking superhero movie playing. it. So he is playing a comic book superhero, really. Yeah, yeah. And he does it well. Uh, Aiden Gallagher, definitely the star. I love that Vanya's relationship was more believable this season. The last season with that guy who like they had no chemistry and you're like why is yeah this, why is she with him why and, is she and, even with him and they made her just a complete dope well that first the, yeah she doesn't remember anything so that was a nice convenient way of clearing Vanya's fucking baggage um yeah and I just the improvements over the second season there's you know less time spent at the commission the music was better 
Diego's love interest doesn't die and is actually memorable. I remember he had a love interest in the first season and she yeah, died. She made the Oscar totally, right yeah. away. I totally forgot who yeah, she was. Yeah. No, they did. I mean, they 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 improved on everything. They they and they found the you setting got to was see good. the mom. The mom before she became Grace. a cyborg. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's cool. So this is the here's look at all the stuff they changed, right? So Hargreaves doesn't adopt the kids. He adopts different kids, but he does adopt Ben. Dave enlists in the army early. Grace probably leaves Reginald now because she found out he's up to some shady shit. So everything's going to be changed. Did you guys notice, Anthony, did you notice when they do the Sparrow Academy thing on the balcony? There's like a floaty box character on the left. There's people. And then one of them is a box, just this green box with energy floating as a character. It's just weed, really good weed. It's, it's this guy's so lit that he's just floating in a box. <laughs> but I love that. I love that reveal. I love seeing Pogo's backstory. That was also fun. Remember that? Yeah. I mean, I got nothing more to say. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a show that I can, I would be happy to talk about, and as we have, um, and list everything. But it's it's good. It's really it was it was very good, and and I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, like rugs, I would agree. It's not like it's not something I would be recommending and say this is the greatest show ever but to make a very solid show with that many ingredients and and be fun and entertaining and somewhat emotional at times i think yeah they they hit they hit all the right spots they did they did as far as easter eggs as you guys notice all there's like birds and boys has a lot to live up to now the boys i think is going to be uh uh it's got it's got a bar to to get above and i think it will in a different way obviously this is the the era of weird it is Weird, you know, team up shows or weird, uh, just weird tones in comic books. I, I think I saw someone on YouTube was like, uh, I hope Fahey's watching this and taking notes yeah. for the eventual X Men stuff he makes. Yeah, that's kind of how you do it. There's definitely a tone between Doom Patrol and this and, um, all the team shows out Having there. Having the characters really kind of gel is so important. And development of the characters is important. You got to like and- them. And this is just proof that good writing and good orchestration of the characters can take uh, something that didn't work, which was season one, and make it work in season two. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it wasn't working in the first season. It wasn't. It was just not quite right. And they figured whatever, they they tuned it up, and they kind of, like, really started to understand how to get them to feel like they should be together. So, And she swallowed the fish. That was great handler yeah i mean they they you know they feel like they should be together but you're also like you totally understand each of them why they all hate each other yes <laughs> like it, yeah it's 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 that it's the family dynamic that they've they cat they captured it's it. complex yeah. yeah the dinner scene it's not just this like one-sided two-dimensional the dinner thing. scene right. is great yeah, with complex is a great word for what they've done yeah no they juggled it well it's tightly written paced well good stuff i mean i remember vividly like the first season um I remember vividly thinking I forgot everything yes. the first season. So I mean it's just an, it's just a nice surprise that they were able to rally. And you didn't really need to remember too many things from first season. They did a good job of reminding you um you just need to remember that they zapped out at the apocalypse. Well, it actually made me go back and not rewatch the first season, yeah. but just re- recap everything to get yeah. back up to speed. Yeah, I love that Luther works for Jack Ruby and you see him grab his gun and go take out oswald i thought oswald would be in the show more but they didn't even like allude to him or show him which is kind of interesting 
Uh, but that dude, Elliot gets killed who believed him and was photographing him. There was a lot to love in this season. Uh, and a lot of bird Easter eggs. If you notice flocks of birds, bird prints, little birds on cards, little birds on pins, like this sparrow bird theme was in every episode. Okay. Let's rate it. What number would you give it? I think we all agree it's better than season one. Uh, if you had to rate it out of 10, Anthony, what would you give this? 8.5. Oh, shit. Not bad. I'm going to go 8.5 as well. It's a good number. I'm going to go solid 8. Solid yeah. 8, yeah. It's a lot of fun. I was not mad. on, But it has got me more excited to see the boys now to take this in a different, dark, fucked up, disturbed it way. It made me excited to see the boys, and it made me excited to revisit doom patrol because i've only watched one episode dude doom patrol is even wackier and weirder so that goes on the weird end and then the boys is on like the more realistic topical gritty end and this so is on, the, on the scale of weird uh doom patrol is way weirder. definitely than way weirder than umbrella academy yes oh <laughs> yeah I feel like the boys is pretty weird boys is like dark weird boys is dark weird but it's not as fantasy like yeah uh, weird, like you know, LSD weird, which is definitely what Doom Patrol is. Okay, this is like how would you describe the weird of Umbrella Academy? Is kind of an in the middle. Where would the X Men fall if you had to put an X Men show? Where, what kind of show would you want? I think somewhere between the Boys and and Umbrella Academy scale. I think it would probably be a little bit more towards the Boys. Yeah, maybe darker. Not as violent though. Obviously, not as like R rated. Yeah. But kind of um, that level of production, I would say. I would love like a HBO level of production on X Men show. I feel like that the boys kind of has the best production value yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not that this particular season ha- having to do a period to piece. Dude, the sets were top notch in this. Do all that stuff. They actually put they a lot of money it. into yeah. that. Yeah, look uh, great, and it looked looked great. Yeah. So, but uh, action sequences were not very like. Uh, crazy right I no mean, yeah were, it wasn't built around the action for sure no so i think the x-men's gonna need to be a little bit more action heavy i feel like it should be anyway. do you want to know where the other 42 babies are and who is their father who fathered these fucking babies that have powers so many questions i think it was the fish was it aj carmichael she swallowed him. I love when Five smashed his fucking fishbowl head. That's fucking fantastic. He bl- murders everyone. The, the problem, the only, the only thing that like I'm now just like kind of anticipating and sad about is that that kid is going to grow up. He is going to grow up. Maybe, maybe he'll be like uh, the dude that played Karate Kid. What's that guy's name? Ralph Macchio, who always looks young. Ralph Macchio, yeah. who always looked young, even though he, he was like... By the Karate Kid Part Three, I think he was close to thirty, and he was still playing a sixteen-year-old. Aiden Gallagher um, does look like the kind of guy who will stay looking young. For hopefully, he a does while. because I think him growing up, <laughs> the, the, it's it all is like rides on how the on his, just his on acting. Five. Like I think he's he's the the cog that keeps it amazing. Wow, he was born in two thousand and three, so he's he's fucking seventeen years old. Wow, he he. I mean, he's he's the one. He's the one standout for me. He is a breakout star. He needs to do. What else has he done? He needs to do more things. Uh, I definitely. I love five. I mean, the other guys are pretty good too. They are. Okay. Oh, he hasn't done a lot. He's he's probably the best in my opinion. And then the next is Klaus. Klaus is great. Who's like always reminds me of James Franco mixed with somebody else. 
I like that Ellen Page is always getting top billing, and yeah. she's like the most understated character other she than is. her power set. Yeah. Yeah, she had some cool moments, though, lifting the water. They're probably paying her a decent amount of money. Yeah. But she's an ense- it's an ensemble. Yeah, she's top billing. She she's gets always top billing, yeah. She's yeah. the big name you got you to gotta put to get in here. But the, it is an, a true ensemble cast. It's all of them. All right, good stuff, guys. Well, that's a, well, that's all I got for the show. I don't have any news from the nation. I thought we were going to run long with all the DC fandom stuff. Huh? Unless anybody well, wants... We did, we, we did well, then. We did. We did good. Unless anybody wants to pick something out or have any other... Any other thing to discuss? We're good. No, I think that I, uh, I think we're good. I, we talked a lot about a lot of things. We did rugs. Where can they find you online to talk about you more? Can find things. me on Twitter at really rug boy. Come by, say hello, follow me, you bastards. Follow him to the bathroom, listener. Uh, yes, <laughs> and then put your hand in my stomach. Visit the show notes for this episode, jockandnerd.com slash three four four for links to all the videos and trailers we talked about DC fandom and also. Links to join our fan club, our Patreon, how to support the show, how to get in touch. It's wonderful links. And finally, of course, tell a friend. Invite them to our Facebook group. Tell someone you think would enjoy this geekiness, someone that needs uh, a little break from the craziness. We would appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. <laughs>